Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. Happy Monday, everybody. That's right. It's time for Let's Talk Sports Monday edition. Kanoa Leahy here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu and my guest co-host for the day. Uh, she is making a little bit of time before I'm assuming she leaves to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. That's right. Lori Santi, who I have the privilege of uh, announcing alongside uh, Rainbow Wahine basketball telecast on Spectrum Sports. Uh, and so, Lori, how are you doing? And yeah, is Vegas in the plans here this week? Yeah, Vegas is in the plans. I won't be in the stadium for eight thousand dollars a ticket but i will be you'll be there. in the vicinity okay. so yeah we're getting right re- i mean you know i'm trying to get my mind right yeah yeah Lori, there's a who, lot coming at me right now i've watched i think my husband has watched every super bowl special of the 49ers in the last 20 years oh my gosh. over the week it's oh yeah, my gosh it's i feel like it's too soon you guys are an insanely he needs to pace himself you, you guys are an insanely fanatical 49er family and um and that's you know Kudos to you guys. You have you have stood by them uh, for for uh, many years. Some good, some bad. Uh, this is maybe the first time I've seen you in the last week where you haven't been wearing some form yeah, of forty nine er gear. Gotta ease in, man. You can't like mm-hmm. can't use too much of that you know anxious energy before the game. You, <laughs> you know that's how I feel. I'm sort of easy. I wore blue today again. Yeah, I yeah. inadvertently wore blue again. Yeah, you, uh, you made me per our bet that we made uh, <laughs> on this show. As a matter of fact, uh, you made me wear the uh, very gaudy forty nine er chain, which is like becoming a really popular thing like around the league with all all kinds of teams. I got that in Miami where it was like like started I think. I feel <laughs> like everybody in Miami had some sort of like Super Bowl chain on. I will say though that most people do root for the team that is geographically near them. Okay, unlike you. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, who am I supposed to so root for? I, I grew up which, for which the Honolulu pro football team should I root for? Well, I know, but you could have gotten a little closer. <laughs> well, and I could have probably picked a little wiser. You know, a team that maybe like had a little bit more of a history of success. Um, you know, that that was uh, that was maybe not the shrewdest move at the time. But I was young, and, and uh, you know, I've stuck it through, baby. Pops is what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my rebellious stage right there. Uh, that's right. We got Lori Santi in the house. 808-296-1420 is the number to call. You can text and in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. Uh, so what is the game plan? You're, you're not going to okay, Allegiant okay. Stadium, but what, what is the Vegas experience here this week okay. like for Lori Santi? So we get in Thursday, um, Friday. What are we doing Friday? I think we're doing a little Top Golf on Friday. Because oh. Top Golf's got a big watch party. Doing a little Top Golf on Friday. Friday night, I'm doing a little Italy. Going to Italy. Oh, God. Then okay. I'm going to see, okay. I'm going to go see Kelly Clarkson, okay? You know, <laughs> this is a big Friday you got big here. Big Friday. Saturday, I can't remember. Oh, we'll probably just go to that NFL experience thing, which is kind of a, they have like convention centers usually. So can anyone go towns. to that? Do you buy a bucks, ticket? Dude, it was oh. 25 bucks a while ago. It's more kid-oriented. So if you're in Vegas with kids, it's great. They have all kinds of little games and stuff. And, you know, that. Um, they've also usually have some legends of the game there. They got the Lombardi trophy there, stuff like that. Okay, so it's okay. kind of a thing people do. Um, Saturday is the, night. Is the media row there? In. Is the media row? You know how they have. You like know that? what? Media row. I noticed it. Like Dan Patrick's show. Is it? Uh, how do you say that? Fountain Fontaine Blue or whatever the new. Oh, okay, place yeah, there. yeah. In Miami, it was uh, at 
uh, South Beach all along. They set up all the tents oh, and everything wow. in the same area. So I got to track that So people that might be sort of a scattered bit. a little bit because yeah. that's kind of fun. You can do a lot of star watching and celebrity watching there, right? So different, I think. Yeah, obviously, affiliates have different host hotels. I'm sure they, you know, it's all about the money stuff. So Saturday's, you know, bet night. <laughs> so I got a couple, got to get some prop bets in, probably like a Swifty bet in. Then I got, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. I'm going two and a half players to throw a pass in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna, and then I might go the under. Is it 40, 47 and a? Yeah, what is the today? under at this, it is. At this it moment this in morning, time? So I'm kind of okay. feeling like, you know, and then I got to go for something fun, you know, like how many times they'll show Taylor Swift in the yeah. stands, something like that. So I got to y- make a chick bet, right? I got a couple <laughs> chick bets. Got to look for those. So, yeah, and then uh, we're going to a watch party at Mandalay Bay, which is near Allegiant. So I'm kind of hoping someone, like, loses their ticket. I might be able to pick it up in the lot. Oh, got it. I see what you're saying. I see what you're <laughs> saying. somebody sells it late, I figure if I hang out there till right before the game starts, and then I can go to Mandalay Bay and watch the, you know, watch the game. Yeah. So that's sort of the... Okay. And then after, of course, will be the celebration. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, <laughs> all right. And, and then, then home you'll, you'll maybe stop off in uh, San Francisco for the parade. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Then, and then come on back. Yeah, that's okay. right. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> you are right. 47 and a half so that, is the over-under at this yeah. point. San Francisco uh, favored by a point and a half here. Uh, still a bit surprising to some that San Francisco is the, the favorite going in. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like you have a pretty good uh, trip put together. Mandalay Bay, that's like a, a big ballroom or something where yeah, they show the game? Yeah, I tell you, that's really confusing. The watch party thing is a thing, right? I mean, those tickets go anywhere from like 1500 bucks. That's unreal. I'm not sure exactly what that is. It's going to be with. a madhouse over there and in Vegas. Then, yeah, it's going to be crazy. So this one, yeah, it was kind of reasonable. Um, food and drinks in a seat. Lori needed a seat. Yeah. Okay. Well, because uh, Lori, the Lori <laughs> Santi I know uh, doesn't want to just like walk around no. a big ballroom and no, like it you know be ugly. throwing back adult yeah. beverages with everybody. Like you want to watch the game yeah. and like pay attention to, to the stats party, and sit down in yeah. front of my table. Yeah. The, the hard thing is too the audio part, right? So I, ha- I kind of want to hold up in my room in a hood with a hoodie on <laughs> and just leave me. Wow. Well, don't good eat, thing you're going up to Vegas drink, for that. Just sit there and watch <laughs> the game and then go before and after. Yeah. I felt like that was a better idea. That is that is that is hilarious. Yeah, flying up to Vegas so I can uh, sit in a hotel room by <laughs> myself, huddled said. up and watching uh, a TV that's probably smaller <laughs> than the one I have at home. <laughs> uh, all right, you said something interesting though. You said um, going over two and a half players to throw, throw a, pass. a pass. So I'm kind of thinking, right. right? So that means maybe Kelsey throws one, maybe Debo or you know maybe okay. somebody else, McCaffrey or something. Because yeah, you know Andy Reid and Shanahan, they like trickery. Okay, okay, that's an interesting prop bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we can go through some of those prop bets at some point here this week uh, as well. Uh, we have a texter though who is texting in asking, "Why would Kansas City have their parade in San Francisco?" Touche, <laughs> touche, texter. Eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty is the number. Um, obviously, uh, still buzzing from this past weekend, Rainbow Wahine basketball. Uh, Lori and I get a chance to uh, hang out together and, and watch these games uh, for our uh, broadcast on Spectrum Sports. And, uh, man, that game uh, on Saturday was it was a doozy. It was a, it was a strange game, Hawaii taking on UC Irvine. Uh, at that time, by virtue of UC Irvine benefiting from a forfeiture against Cal Poly, Cal Poly didn't have enough players because of illness in the team, uh, and so they had to forfeit their Thursday game. That made it a one-game week for Irvine, certainly better circumstances for them from a rest standpoint. Um, and they come in as 
as the two teams tied atop the standings in the Big West, the top two defensive teams in the conference, similar compositionally in some respects, uh, certainly as far as like their hard-nosed defensive pressure and philosophy, also very similar there. Uh, but it turned into a bit of an ugly type of game from the physicality standpoint because the officials kind of allowed it to turn into that. Uh, and Hawaii was able to once again adjust acclimate itself to the different circumstances. And that's something that we have seen from this Laura Beeman squad is the ability to play different variations of styles uh, with different variations of personnel out there and still find a way to be successful. What did you think about that win that night for the team that now sits atop of the Big West Conference standings by itself? You know, Beeman was, was not feeling well on Thursday night's game during the week. Imani Perez goes home. You know, her her grandfather passed away for her service, flies back from Denver now, you yeah. know, flies back on Friday, gets the start because, of course, she's a great matchup for that game. And I, I think, you know, what speaks to me a little bit at this point in the season is just the culture, right? It's a culture. Like, they, they morph into what they need. They trust each other. Um, and they struggle in some quarters to score here and there. But, man, down the stretch... They're, they're money, you know, and I, I thought that Beeman, she's really used her bench well. She kind of knows. They are, they are much better at this point in the season, even, even a couple weeks ago, I think, than they have been over the past couple of years just because they know what it takes to win. They know what the prize is down the road, and, um, and they've, they've exhibited that toughness, right, that you talked about and that Beeman kind of questioned at the beginning yeah. of the season. Like, I'm not sure how tough we are. And, that of course, that word means many different things, both mentally, physically, and they've been without Ruer. Um, who is, you know, one of the biggest players in the conference, has started off pretty good. The transfer from Michigan State, Brooklyn Rewers, has been out for five games now, I believe. So, yeah, just their ability to to patchwork it up and uh, and and get what they need and know their roles. We saw McBee kind of come out of a slump, yeah. right? She had a couple huge threes. Lily's been in her bag. Deja Phillips, I mean, yeah, they're playing well at the right times. So. Uh, who would you say is the... MVP of this team Ooh, or, or, or like because that's that's a hard thing and, and it's it's that it comes with a lot of nuance I think uh, because it, you have a, a group of players uh, in some respects uh, each of them bringing very unique skill sets and qualities right like uh, Deja Phillips is perhaps a player unlike anyone else in the conference Lily Wahine Kapu you could probably suggest is the most developed from a skill set just a pure basketball skill set the most um, finely tuned uh skills uh, from a basketball standpoint of anyone on the team. Uh, but, you know, you also have Imani Perez, who is a bit of that kind of unique, almost uh, God-gifted version of a basketball unicorn, so to speak. And so hey, how do you parse that? Or is that even like an impossibility? I, I don't think this team, I, I want to wait to the end of the season. And it's interesting that you say that they've also won conference games without each of those three, yeah. right? Lily missing her first game this season, Deja missing a game, and Imani Perez, of course, on Thursday. So, you know, that person to me is who you can't do without. I'm not sure who they can't, they can't do without at this point. I would say end game situations, big plays, it's probably Deja Phillips. From a consistency standpoint, man, Imani Perez has, you know, been unbelievable. And she's kind of the unicorn. So as an opposing coach, you really game plan for Perez, right? Because you don't have a matchup for her. Her feet are so quick. She's 6'4". You know, she's, she does a lot of things. So she's kind of sways the game. And then Lily just innately a great basketball player. You know, just like what she can do on the court. So I, I, gotta, I can't. 
I can't really pick. You know, I feel like that's the beauty of them, right? Now, maybe by the end of the season, mm-hmm. we see some consistency. We see what the tournament, you know, how the tournament plays out. Deja Phillips was the MVP last year in the Big West tournament. Um, you know, but I, I think they're better together. I think it's it's the it's the it's the group. That was a crazy game, though. We we were commenting, and you know, as as announcers, it's not necessarily um, always appropriate for us to be overly critical of the officials or the way a game is being officiated. I think it's fairer for us to ask questions. Certainly, we have the benefit of replay in a lot of instances, so you know, we we can sort of second guess some calls here or there. Uh, but we both found ourselves commenting on the air about the way that game was being officiated because it felt to us, from our vantage point, uh, it was starting to get dangerous out there for the players. And I think that's the click for both of us, right? You know, and sort of being basketball people, when you you have people dive into the floor in situations that they shouldn't be, uh, I think that's where you, as an an official, try to... And I didn't feel like it started that way, necessarily. Mm -hmm. And these are two teams, you know, that... That are very good defensively, individual defenders. I think you see. And they want to be handsy. They, they want. They're handsy. gonna die There's for balls. There's yeah. reputations that they yeah. come in with, right? In terms of what they do defensively. Um, so I, I know you feel like the officials sort of had that in their minds as they started the game, but it got a little bit ugly in that third period and we've seen the Wahine again you know sort of be able to morph I noticed that Beeman took Lily out quickly when those situations started you know Lily a little fatigued you're dealing with the press you know Bam Imai's in you know Bam Liv Davies is in so they have that depth ability in the backcourt this season that they haven't had in the past it's really helped yeah them. and uh, it was interesting to hear the crowd reaction it was the biggest crowd of the season it was a little over 1500 um, but they were wired uh, obviously it was a big game you could kind of feel the, 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 the palpable sort of uh, excitement in the building uh, but they were also very uh, displeased with the way that game was being officiated and I never really heard that level of reaction to some of the calls and non-calls that were being experienced in that one. And, and you know what's funny as a women's basketball person you don't usually we don't get those crowds a lot so as a player when you're on the court yeah. and you're hearing the booze and it's feeding you man you're like yeah that's right <laughs> that, that was a foul or that wasn't you know I feel like they, they played the crowd can help you, right, when you're playing well and they're and they can also sort of get you a little bit emotional. And I think there were points in the game where that happened for the Wahine from the crowd and they had to, you know, Beeman had to kind of settle them in and say, hey, you know, keep your poise, right? Poise against pressure. That was the whole sort of mantra of the week. But uh yeah, it was fun. It makes it fun when that crowd's there. It makes it fun for everybody. Um Irvine was held to 25% shooting from the field. They were 0 for 15 from outside the arc. Um, How much of that was the Hawaii defense, you think? How much of that was uh, just Irvine maybe not uh, playing to its offensive strengths as much as they could have been? No, I think coming in... Hawaii had more shooters. I mean, I think that was pretty clear that defensive generated offense, right? The points off turnovers and stuff has to be in play, even just early offense for Irvine. Um, Deja Lee was Deja Lee, right? Yeah. She's, you know, they're arguably their best player, their best scorer. Um, but I do think that Hawaii has a pretty big edge in terms of shooters, the number of shooters that they have on the floor at any given time. And Irvine, when they change their personnel, they drop off, right? They're going to get defense, but they're going to get a little less offense. So I think going in, that was a thought. 
but you know you still gotta gotta make shots for yeah. Hawaii. Uh, where are we with this Hawaii team here? We're approaching a break here in a, a couple of minutes, but I, I kind of wanted to just get a little bit more of a uh, macro view here of this this run that Laura Beeman's been on, uh, where this program is at. You've uh, watched very closely a lot of the different iterations of Rainbow Wahine basketball. Uh, some of the legendary players that have come through and coaches. Um, where where are we? You think with Rainbow Wahine hoops as far as what the the brand and and kind of the the status of the program is uh, on the level or by comparison with uh, some of the great teams that we've seen or some of the great stretches that we've seen in the past? You know, I think the comparison for me, interestingly, is Beeman's ability to retain players, right? It's a different time. So while Vince Gu had, you went somewhere, you went for four years. You know, Beeman has, through COVID, um, she's gotten, you know, Lily Wahine Kapu comes back to the yeah. program. Brooklyn Ruers comes into the program. Liv Davies comes pseudo back to the program after almost leaving because of it. You know, they want to play here. And I think that in that regard, she's managed to really put That's together a team yeah. that, you know, wants, there's a trust there and a want to play for a certain At a time team. in college sports where that's hard to come by. And I think that's, you know, she's, I mean, the freshman even that she's getting, the Perez is a big get, man. Perez is, you know, Monty Perez is a big get and a big stay at this point in time. So, I, you know, Deja Phillips, you know, four-time high school champ. I mean, those are players that maybe we didn't get, hmm. you know, back in the day. It was more of a system type of, of player that, that we had back in the day. And, and of course, a smattering of the Nani Cockets and the Kaui Wakitas and the, you know, local players that were really good. But I think it's different in that regard. I think it's probably, arguably, when healthy, if Ruiz comes back, um, one of her most talented teams for sure. And, and uh, is there any fear you would think or or any speculative notion uh, that this run by Laura Beeman may also uh, bring about some suitors for her services from elsewhere. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, she certainly made, you know, made a home here for her family. And I, you know, I think that's, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be tough, maybe tough, a little bit tough to retain. You'd imagine somebody. people are starting to Absolutely. pay attention, Well, they right? did before a little bit on that's a right. run before. Early right? on, She's yeah. had that, those, you know, she's she's had the bait out there. She was I mean, on a couple yeah. of short lists and then, right. in, within and the first, like, five or six years yeah, of her tenure. So yeah, so I am sure that that's probably happening. And I'm sure that, you know, Craig Angelus knows that that's probably mm -hmm. happening. Um you know, but I do know that Beeman's happy here. She's got a great group here coming in, moving forward. So, you know, but you know, you never know, man. <laughs> if someone offers you, you know, five hundred thousand bucks to go somewhere. Yeah, that's it. That's the you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah, what are you gonna be able to do about that, Craig? Do then you can go back to Craig. What are you gonna be able to do about that, Craig? Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, that's the dilemma here, right? You know, that's sure. always a dilemma. Here. But I think that's also a good problem to have or or, or a, a good problem to have to fear if if you're fearing that other people are going to want to pluck some of your personnel that means that you're doing a pretty good job putting that personnel together yeah right? we're just hoping she's our mark few right yes <laughs> she yes wants to get, that she has grown roots here she yeah. is happy here and that she'll want to stay yeah, here. Yeah, because she's, she's, uh, she's got it going right now. They've, they've got this program rolling and in first place of the Big West Conference. And you know what? We are going to be talking with Laura Beeman herself uh, coming up in the third segment of today's show. I got Lori Santi here in the house. So much more to get to. Uh, we'll keep it rolling after this ourselves. Let's talk sports.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Kono Alehi here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu. It's Let's Talk Sports. Lori Santi is my guest co-host for the day. Uh, you can reach us at 808-296-1420. Uh, also, text in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. UH men's baseball coach, by the way, Rich Hill, and a Rainbow Wahine soccer coach, Bud Nagamine, joined Chef Zone for the first coaches' cook-off. Coaches went head-to-head preparing dishes with Chef Alan Wong's guidance. It was pretty cool. You got to check it out. Uh, the full video is available on the ESPN Honolulu YouTube page and Chef Zone's Instagram and Facebook. Uh, all right, we have a texter coming in asking, Kanoa Hawaii, uh, 150, Irvine 129 in the latest NCAA net rankings. Why? Uh, a lot of that obviously based on the non-conference schedule as well. These are full season uh, Which rankings. Which is much weaker, by the way, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Much weaker. But, you know, you had some of those uh, dirty lickings that uh, yeah. Hawaii took yeah. against some of those larger name teams. And so, yeah, it's a composite ranking. Uh, and I think Big West teams aren't necessarily within conference going to build up uh, that part of, of the net ratings and uh, part of the reason why uh, when it comes to the Big West, uh, most often uh, it, it is a one-bid type of league and so everything sort of hinges on how you perform uh, in Henderson, Nevada in the Big West Conference Tournament. We have a caller on the line, Scott, looking to get in to talk a little Rainbow Wahine hoop. Scott, what's up? Hey, good I almost wasn't going to listen to your show today because I thought you were going to have the resident football guru on. But when I turned the, when I turned the radio on and I heard Laurie's voice, I get well, we better talk to Wahine basketball. She's the resident everything guru. This week I get to be the guru because I'm a Niner fan. Okay. <laughs> no, but what's interesting, right before the break, you mentioned where does this program stand. But I think ever since Coach Beeman was hired, I think that the, the – the, the expectations have been just so high. I mean, she's, she's elevated this program to where it is so many years. It's just, you know, it, it takes a while for fans to come in and watch the team. I know they're promoting the bash next week, Saturday, but I, I when, when they make a post like that, I just comment, why wait to the Saturday? Just come to every game. Cause after this road trip, there's only four more home That's games right. left. That's it. And the season, you know, then they go to the big West tournament, but they're, they're exciting to watch. I mean, every year you hear it, trust the process. I was fortunate enough to attend a couple of practices, and her coaching staff has been great. I mean, look, Alex Delaney has been with her for years, um, and then Coach Florence a few years, and Kalila Mitchell came back. But, you know, to think some of these assistant coaches coming from the mainland here, I mean, coach doesn't get paid that much, so you can imagine what these assistant coaches get paid. So for them to stick around here in Hawaii, and build something, I think that says a lot. Yeah, she's been creative with her salary with the assistant coaches as well, right? Trying to get them a little bit more money, um, I think almost from her pocket at times. So, yeah, that retention of her staff, I think, is part of that success too. Good point. And, um, yeah, so, you know, she's got a deep bench, and, uh, you know, people's got to step up, and and I think they learn. I mean, the freshman Jade and uh, um, uh, Vivian coming in, I mean, they probably got a trial by fire only because, like Brooklyn's not playing, but yeah, I mean, just got to promote this team because again, four more home games. Um, and this road trip's going to be important. Actually, every game's important. Um, I think at this midway point, as I look at the the whole standings, um, this Cal Poly coach, I think she's 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 done a phenomenal job over there at Cal Poly, and I think. Irvine got away with one. <laughs> yeah, Irvine tends to somehow benefit from these uh, forfeitures, whether they're not penalized for them or they benefit from the other team's uh, forfeiture. Uh, yeah, it's funny how that's happened the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so, you know, fans should come out. Again, great great team. The, the players play hard, and, uh, yeah, you see them go all out every game. So, yeah. yeah oh. On the support team. 
Well, good Thanks. stuff. Good stuff, Scott. I think that we all share in that sentiment. Appreciate you calling in. 808-296-1420, the number. Text in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. Uh, and yeah, I think, you know, it, it can sometimes come off as a bit trite, uh, the call for fans to go down to the arena. Um, but I do think that it is important uh, for this team to feel a level of support from the community because I think they've earned it. Uh, and hey, look, I understand fans are fickle and it's really a personal decision as to whether or not you want to invest uh, your time, your money in the purchasing of a ticket and going on down to uh, the campus and to the arena to take in any kind of sporting event. Uh, but I will say this, and I, I don't feel like I am just uh, sort of spewing the, the company line here, so to speak, uh, but I do genuinely think that this is a fun product. Uh, it can be like that last game against Irvine uh, because, uh, you know, the officiating on that particular night, it can sometimes come off as a bit disjointed jointed in terms of the rhythm, like any basketball game, right? Uh, but I think what you see from this Hawaii team in terms of the effort, uh, the local flavor that they have, um, just kind of like the the smiles and the personalities, and we get to know the team on a level that's, you know, a little different maybe than some of the, the average fans that are on that outer concentric circle, but, um, you know, to me, that's sort of what vibes uh, with, with a, a would-be fan, is like, this is a, a, a team that's easy to root for, because they're good people and they play really, really hard and they're pretty darn good. Like it's it's a fun time when you go down to the arena to watch them play. It is. And I think you need to remember too, like as a fan, how meaningful it is, right? These are, you know, 18, 19, 20, 20. It's, they're stoked. You know, they had a big autograph session after. It really does feed their ability to be successful for them to feel good about themselves and just to be reinforced for the amount of time that they put in. And you can speak to that both sides. You know, that's not a gender thing, but it's certainly really nice. It's, it's a little different for them. Them to have that feeling to get those fans that they deserve and so yeah you just you know you really are doing a good deed coming down uh okay got a texter the column in yesterday's newspaper talking about the honolulu star advertiser on legalizing sports betting and gambling in hawaii is right on the money i think uh, dave reardon uh, penned that column uh he this texter goes on to say uh, why should we send millions of dollars to vegas every year instead of keeping the money here in hawaii gambling is part of our culture and it's not going away regardless of who opposes it the tax revenue could really help things like affordable housing homeless outreach and building the new stadium. Um, you're going up to Vegas, uh, Lori, so maybe you can speak to this as well. And it's a fine line. I think that's what you got to understand. It's a fine line when it comes to um, that kind of thing, because when you legalize um, certain forms of gambling, you invite some potential problems and trouble as well. But uh, I tend to lean towards what this texter is saying uh, as far as uh, an, an agreement in stance, uh, because uh, I do think that sports betting and sports gambling is now federally acceptable. Uh, it is something that I think, you know, under the radar, we have to admit, is done often, even here in Hawaii, even though it is illegal still uh, here in this state. Uh, and so if it is going to be done anyway, if there are going to be people that benefit from the opportunity to bet on sports, if it's going to be so widely accepted across other parts of the country and in professional sports itself, um, I do think that there should be some room to maneuver within that construct here in the islands, and maybe you can actually realize a little bit of revenue from that kind of thing. Yeah, you're going to hate me on this answer, but I just came across that Jeremy Chef special on <laughs> young male betting addiction in this country, so it's interesting. I agree with you in terms of the economics of it, but I also think there's that other side sure. piece that is real. You know, and, and I think that they'll obviously consider that, but they just ran a, a piece on ESPN about 
sort of that whole young male betting addiction problem yeah. and, and probably old females like myself. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, th- those are some of the things that you yeah. invite along yes, with that. Yes, you do. You and, do. And, 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 and that so has to be kept that, in right? mind you're for weighing, sure. What, are the, what is the good with the bad? And Correct. I, and, and I agree with you. I would lean towards, you know, economically speaking, I think you would try to manage the bad and and bring in, you know, what it, what it, what it brings in. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it, 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 it is, you know, that that's always going to be the crux of the conversation is, you yeah. know, uh, trying to live up to a, a certain moral standard or vision that you may have for the community, but also also being yeah. real with yourself and saying, hey, look, this is something that happens on the daily. It's widespread. Is there a way we can tap yeah. into well, I mean, that? And yeah. see if it comes to, like, the legalization of marijuana. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. alcohol, marijuana, I mean, yeah, so you're, you're, and, you know, maybe there's a little word still out on that. I don't know, yeah. but certainly they'll consider it in, in along those lines as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, and there's such, there's so many fun bets. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, many, don't you want to be able to bet on uh, whether <laughs> yes. or not the national anthem is going to go longer but than uh, two that, minutes or whatever it, it is? It definitely makes watching of it a little bit more intense, <laughs> though, right? A little bit more intense. Uh, all right, we have another caller on the line. Let's take this call real quick, and then we'll take another break. We have Frank on the line. What's up, Frank? Hi, this is Frank. Um, I've been oh, sorry, Frank. I'm going to, sorry, Frank. We can't. We can't hear you. We're going to have to, to cut you loose there. I'm not sure if he's calling from the middle of the Pacific Ocean, or um, I'm not sure. But yeah, sorry, Frank. We couldn't couldn't really hear you there uh, via the connection. So, uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get Laura Beeman here on the horn. Uh, we can talk to her directly about what she thinks about the way her team is playing. They're playing some uh, obviously good uh, basketball here at the moment. Lone possession of first place uh, in the Big West Conference. Uh, but a reminder, watch the NFL's big game with friends at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. It's the home of the big video wall. They got new menu items like crispy lechon pork, chili and bacon wrapped hot dog, so much more. 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar at Leeward Bowl in the Pearl City Shopping Center. If you can't make it to Vegas with Lori Santi and her crew, go down to 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. All right, we'll be back with Laura Beeman. All right, welcome back. Let's talk sports. Konoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu with my guest co-host for the day, Lori Santi. Uh, all right, we're very excited to talk with uh, our next guest. Uh, she was on uh, with the afternoon guys on Friday. Since then, of course, uh, Hawaii was able to log a very impressive victory over UC Irvine in a game that was just so physically demanding and high in tension, highest uh, attendance uh, in uh, this season for Hawaii in the arena. Uh, and a crowd that was just on edge. It felt like they were booing, they were cheering, they were getting on the refs. It was a beautiful environment, and uh, Hawaii was able to uh, come out of there with the victory. And so we talk with Rainbow Wahine head coach Laura Beeman, who joins us now via the phone line. Coach Beeman, how are you? I am doing okay. Thank you for having me on today. Well, thanks for uh, making the time. I know that uh, this is a uh, hustling and bustling time of year here for you, but uh, you've had now a couple of days to allow that win to sink in and and start to turn the page here on uh, this road trip that's coming up for this team this week. But uh, what are your feelings? How did you digest uh, what your team was able to accomplish there uh, on Saturday in claiming sole possession of first place? I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of this group. You know, we have fought through a lot of adversity you know, we still are not healthy, and, and I'm hoping that by the time we get into the playoffs, we will be finally healthy. Uh, but this team is finding a way, and uh, it's really fun to see them do it, whether it's offensively or defensively. And, uh, you know, your lead into my introduction was fantastic and, and spot on that the crowd was, you know, boisterous and, and gave us a real good 
push and we felt like they were our sixth man so thank you everyone for for coming out and supporting these young women but yeah over the last couple of days just incredibly proud of getting it done when you're watching from the the sideline and you're seeing a game that gets that physical and I, obviously I'm not inviting you to uh, criticize the officiating and get yourself in any kind of hot water there but, but we did that already. but we did a lot of that <laughs> on your behalf during the broadcast um, and, and it did it seemed like some of the calls were a little inconsistent uh, some sometimes random uh, and so it seemed to allow for some physical play that was borderline or even crossing the line of being dangerous when you're coaching and you're trying to you know uh, manage minutes and and you know make sure that the health of your players above all is is the top priority and you uh see that kind of thing happening over the course of a ball game uh what you are thinking is what hit first that's hmm. uh <laughs> you know i'm, I'm saying that for, I should have known. for you and Lori's benefit um <laughs> you know so unlike you <laughs> <laughs> you know we um we challenged the girls, you know, after that first road trip um, that we needed to become a little bit more physical and you can either get hit or you can hit first. And we never played dirty basketball. We won't play dirty basketball, but we will get on the court and play level of physicality um, that we need to, one, to protect ourselves and two, to execute. Um, I actually felt the officiating, um, I, I didn't favor us as far as calls, but I think the style of that game favored um the way we play you know i feel that that irvine is a very physical physical team and if they're allowed to do some of the things that they do on on ball screens and down low in the post um and and the whistle isn't blown that i think that it becomes advantageous for them so um as much as the calls at times seemed a little random and seemed a little bit uh one way or the other i do feel like the officiating crew kept that game uh within a reasonable level of physicality which i believe you know we needed you know, Coach Slory, I what what is it about this team that's maybe surprised you a little bit? You know, you obviously have dealt. You knew that Jovi Lefotu and Jackie David would not be available. Obviously, coming off their knee injuries, you kind of knew. But other things you didn't know: Imani missing a game. You know, um, you getting sick and basically hardly being able to coach on Thursday. What what are in the way they respond? What is it? Is there anything that surprises you about this group? And what is that intangible that you think they have? Well, the one surprise I don't like is is how many times we've had players out. That's something hmm. that I wasn't expecting. And so uh, when you go into a season and you have those twists and turns, you have to be you know nimble. It's kind of like, I, I think to answer your question is, is this team is more of a chameleon than I thought they were going to be, which basically they're, they're having to change to the environment around them. If it's playing guards, we're going to play guards. If it's playing posts, we're going to play posts. If it's tightening up defense, they're going to do it. So I think they're going to change to their environment. And if you can get a group of, of talented young women who really enjoy each other to also say, okay, it needs to be your night tonight, or this is the way we need to kind of mesh in order to win this ball game, um, they've done that very, very well. And so I think that's probably the biggest surprise is, you know, we are. We're a bunch of chameleons right now. And, um it's fun to see them do that um, drop of a dime and then, you know, be successful and win ball games. And let, let's roll it back to when you first moved here, you know, 12 season. How have you sort of morphed? And I know hmm. recruiting the local talent and, you know, you, you reeled Shauna Coy, who back into basketball, I think, in your first couple of years. You know, how what is it that you've changed or evolved that, that has sort of found a, a, a niche here in Hawaii? What, what is it that you would say in that regard? You know, I think I had to stop and take a deep breath and realize that 
you know, trying to just kind of bowl my way through things wasn't the answer. Um, and, and in doing that, never meant to offend or, you know, try to put people on my time frame. Um, it was just a very young, at times immature coach, you know, wanting to win quickly. And I think I needed to just take a deep breath and say, okay, wait a second, you know, what, what's going to be best for everybody um, involved, not just, you know, my program or not just me. And so really just kind of taking a deep breath and, and then just really refocusing my energy on what my philosophy of coaching has become over the past 20 plus years, which is trying to make and help and be a part of these young ladies' overall growth as people. Um, it's not just about basketball. And if we get a really good, healthy, physically and mentally young lady off the court, then the advantages on the court, you know, are tenfold. And so really living that and saying, okay, what do you need off the court in order to be your best on the court, I think has really started to reap some great benefits. And not only in the relationships that we have with the kids, they trust us, they're healthy, um, but we're also able to win and, and put a product on the court that I think people really enjoy watching and they enjoy watching these young ladies' evolution um, in the community as well as, you know, here on campus. We're talking with Laura Beeman, head coach of the now first place Rainbow Wahine basketball team, uh, sole possession of first place at the moment uh, in the Big West Conference. That's interesting. You're talking about sort of that that patience um, and 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 maybe not being so um, preoccupied with the moment. Uh, that seems to be carried out throughout every season for this team, right? You go through the non-conference. Uh, you have a have a, a knack and a special ability for scheduling particularly <laughs> difficult in the non-conference. But I think what we see is we have seen this kind of drawn out benefit right over the long haul of the season as you get deeper into conference play uh you see some of the sharpening that has occurred with your team and there's almost this this recipe for calibration that you've been able to discover and and kind of implement on an annual basis where more often than not your team's playing its best basketball at the most important time of the year well that's that's what you want you know and and I think the challenge, you know, early on in my career here was to keep a team that didn't really know who I was or what my thoughts were, you know, what the end goal was to say, hey, yeah, we're getting beat and we're getting beat pretty, pretty, you know, pretty badly by some of these teams. But there's method to the madness. Hmm. And the only way that the, that method to the madness gets supported by your players is if you have relationships with them where they honestly know that you care about them. Um, you, they honestly know that you're trying to put them in the best place for success often on the court. And once you develop that with, uh, with players, it, it's like, okay, you know, coach, yeah, we trust you. We, we have, maybe it's a little crazy, but we do trust what you're doing. And we know from past history um, that this is a recipe for success. And, you know, we now have young ladies that have been on this team and they're going into, you know, their fifth year COVID year next year. And we've had the opportunity to have some of the Olivia Davies for six years because of an injury. And some of our vets just get it. And they absolutely have great relationships with this coaching staff. They trust what we're trying to do, the positions we're putting them in. And so when you get in those situations where maybe you're down 10 or you're struggling in a game, the lock-in is real. And they know that we're trying to put them in the best position for success. Uh, how do you feel about the way your team overall is playing right now? Um, and, and what do you see as far as what you would like to improve even further on as you continue to march through this conference schedule? You know, we still have some offensive lulls that you know don't feel good. Three and a half to four and a half minutes at times where you know the ball just isn't going in. We're either taking too many threes 
and not the kind of threes that we want to take, you know, the inside outlooks for what we want, not just swinging the ball and kind of a, a hard closeout hand in your face three. Um, I think we need to continue to share the ball. You know, I think we do a good job, a really good job at times. And I don't think when we don't share the ball, it's due to selfishness. I think we're just not seeing the way the defensive is rotating correctly. Um, so putting more points on the board, you know, limiting those offensive lulls. I think rebounding is still an area where we can kind of pick our poison when we want to crash. Uh, we definitely need to continue to rebound as well as we have the last couple games, particularly in guard positions. Um, and then just being healthy. You know, when we get everybody back, I'm curious to see how that chemistry evolves and the different lineups that we're going to have the luxury to play and what does that look like um, on both sides of the ball. So, you know, defensively, we just have to continue to, you know, do what we're doing. Um, uh, we challenge the girls that their individual defense needs to get better, that we can't always rely on team defense. And I think that they have shown that they can individually play as well as team rotations. So, you know, continuing to just um, evolve that area too and, and get even more stingy um, defensively would be fun to see. So a lot of season left, but those are probably the areas that I'm, I'm looking to see growth in. Well, you got that key rim protector, Melanie McBee, who uh, had a career high with two blocks against Irvine. I'm sure that helps to shape that defense out. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, um, Beeman's Big Bash is scheduled for February 17th uh, at the arena. It is the uh, home game against UC Santa Barbara. Uh, and I, the, the promotion of the campaign here is to just try to uh, advertise as much as possible and campaign for people to show up that night. I've been kind of uh, promoting more more so just generally people uh, trying to pay attention to this team and, and attaching themselves to this team. I, I think this team uh, and program have, have really earned that kind of following. We, we, we're starting to see it. We certainly saw uh, some good energy and, and excitement in the arena on Saturday. Uh, but just what it means to you and these players uh, as you do see a little bit of an uptick in the in the crowd, a uh, few more fans in the stands, the kind of energy that there was in the building on Saturday, like what that means for your team. Well, first off, you can thank Eric Matthews for that name. I, I don't think I would have named it Beeman's Big Bash after myself, but <laughs> you know we can thank Eric for that. Uh, you know, it, it means a lot that there's just that attention to wanting to put people in stands. You know, it's something that I don't honestly know if I've ever sat back and thought, wow, what would it be like to pack the stand for women's basketball for these young women? Um, you know, we know people care about us. Absolutely. You know, you got walking to Costco or down the street and people are recognizing, you know, my face or these kids and, you know, telling us how proud they are. And we know that. Um, it would also be great to see that in in a physical sense, if you will, not just the spirit. Um, <clears throat> these kids really, really thrive off the energy. Um, you know, we went back into the locker room after the game, and they were like, guys, when they were chanting defense, how cool was that? And, you know, we're starting to get some people here, and they're screaming at the officials for us, and it gave us that extra push. And, you know, it's against Santa Barbara, who's one of the teams we've lost to this year. It's the team that we beat in the championship last year. You know, they came out with a vengeance at their place, and I would love to repay the favor, mm. not only on the scoreboard, but with fans. Um, I think it also shows the, the young women that we're recruiting across the country. If you want to come play basketball at a place where women's basketball matters, Hawaii is one of those places. You know, across the country, they're selling out crowds uh, for women's sports, not just basketball. And to, to be able to have our recruits watch our games, you know, that are being broadcast and hear the roar of the crowd and see the fans, you know, that goes a long ways for our recruitment as well. So um, I just think there's a lot of different reasons why it would be uh, really important, really fun. Um, but to, to sum it up, 
these kids would just get off on it. <laughs> they would absolutely <laughs> dig it. They would dig it. And uh, I, I would just, I would love for them to walk out and see uh, the stand sheriff, if not packed, and it, it is full of capacity any of these kids have played for. And I promise you that will give us the juice we need um, against Santa Barbara. Good stuff. Hey, Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, congrats on the win. Uh, have a good road trip this week. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Smooth Take care. Flight. Smooth flight, I hope, Coach. We'll see, yeah, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, Coach. Laura Beeman, head coach for the Rainbow Wahine basketball team. UC San Diego this week and UC Davis both on the road. They'll return home for Cal Poly and the Big Bash against UC Santa Barbara uh, the following week. All right, uh, upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island-wide or at kahala.com. Best and worst when we come back. Try Domino's Mix and Match Special. You can download the Domino's app. You can get a combination of items for just $8.99 each. You can choose from the pizzas, pastas, boneless chicken bites, and all of the stuff on the menu. Uh, you can find the Mix and Match deals under the coupon section on the app. Domino's Hawaii, they deliver aloha. Texter says, thanks for the interview. Coach Beeman is awesome. Come out and support this team. Go Bows. Yeah, I, I would uh, say that we probably agree with that sentiment for sure. Another texter says, hey, Kanoa, many years ago, your dad was calling a game at Nevada, Reno, and mentioned how that city and state was going through financial problems uh he says the quote was something like and this is a state that has legalized gambling this texter goes on to say so people should understand that legalized gambling is not always the magic pill that solves economic woes certainly i think uh that uh, is a savvy uh message for sure uh but i think that there are ways you uh, like any industry, if you invite any new industry into your community, you have to create the infrastructure for that industry to both thrive and for that community to also be able uh, to be protected uh, from some of the, uh, you know, uh, side effects, so to speak, of any industry that you invite. So, uh, yeah, that would definitely have to be uh, considered uh, if there were sports betting or gambling uh, considered to be legalized uh, here in the islands. All right, time for our best and worst. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to go with your best? What's your best? My best. My best is that since we're on that roll with women's basketball, Caitlin Clark, 39 points a game over her last four games. Man, if you haven't seen her, you know, which a lot of people I'm sure haven't, it is unreal. I mean, she is the uh, Steph Curry range of women's basketball. She was on, on uh, pace to break the record February 11th against Nebraska. She needs 66 points to break the all-time NCAA to a scoring record currently held by Kelsey Plum men or women and uh yeah she's done you know talk about doing a lot for the game sure. i mean it's definitely prime time you know, women's basketball on the rise, and yeah. Caitlin Clark, one of the reasons. She is the biggest star in college basketball, not biggest women's star. She is the biggest star in all of college basketball. How about USC's Juju Watkins, by the way, oh, dropping yeah. 51 uh, the other night? So, yeah, uh, there are some there's some talent going on in, in college hoops. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, all right, speaking of something that was fun to watch, my best, Kurt Neusterer, uh, middle blocker for Hawaii Volleyball yesterday uh, in their uh, in their second game. Um, uh, uh, the, the, in their uh, match uh, against Tusculum, uh, he had a service run. It was an 18-point run overall. He served 17 of those points. Uh, just an amazing run uh, for Kurt Neusterer, Um and that was something that got the crowd riled up. He was, like, smiling at the crowd. Just It was, like, a really special is, moment. It was an out-of-body experience for Which him. is crazy in men's volleyball, right? <laughs> They're about two for one. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable from the service line. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, uh, what's your worst? My worst is I just stop with the Mahomes is the best 
Super Bowl quarterback in his stop it, okay? It's Joe Montana, all right? <laughs> 11 touchdowns, zero picks. And second would be Mahomes, Brock Purdy. Mahomes, like quarterback, right? He's like 67 in the Super Bowl. So we'll talk next week. Okay, okay. Five touchdowns, four interceptions. While he's been a great playoff quarterback, he has not been a great Super Bowl okay, quarterback. Okay, yeah, so we'll just, see. Just if, if he gets his third that, ring, that'll be an interesting conversation. All right, my worst, the uh, Pro Bowl football, uh, flag football game. I don't know if you were watching this thing. Uh, nobody knew the rules. It was just an absolute <laughs> hot mess. I gave it a chance, and nobody knew what was going on the entire time. Some of the in-between uh, events were kind of fun, but the, the flag football game, it's got to go. Yeah, Bring pretty, back the old Pro Bowl already. Ray Lewis didn't even know what <laughs> yeah, the rules exactly. were, right? <laughs> All right, thanks, Lori. Thanks, Laura Beam. We'll see you tomorrow, guys.